Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. I would tell you what number episode this is, but I've kind of lost track at this point. We're still in the 30s. I knew we were in the 30s. I think we're late 30s. I I do. It's it's like how I'm in my late 20s, but I don't want to admit it or accept it, so we don't need to know. It's just a fact and we'll move on from it. It's just a number. It's fine. It's just a number. You are so right. I don't (laughs) even want to get into it. It's literally a conversation I had with my stepdad this morning. (laughs) Ew, I don't like that at all. Okay. Can't even. (laughs) Moving on. Anyways, um, this week, uh, I think this episode gets posted early December. So we're kind of moving into the holiday season. And so we thought, mm, sense of the holidays, and holidays are a classic, right? So we pick some classics because what's better and cozier than a classic, right? That's why they're classics. That's what it's supposed to In be. In theory, mine didn't quite land with um, cozy. You know, no. Mine definitely had some family dynamics. I oh. think that is very holiday and classic. So I'll go with that. But I agree. I don't know. I feel like whenever I hear about a classic, I f- like the vibe it gives me is that like it should be like kind of homey and just like multi-generational. Do you know what I mean? Where like anyone oh. could understand it and comprehend it. Where like across many different I like, do get that. It's definitely something like, that like you should be able to relate. Like you that's how I feel like, like talk classic. to your parents about with it or something. Yeah, yeah. and like people would understand and I will say my stepdad's a big reader, so I thought about texting him about the one that I actually did cuz I'm pretty sure he's probably read it. Like he's one of those people. He went to law school, he's read a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess he's read it. Um but uh in general, I'm pretty happy with the thing that I picked. Uh well, like we said, not all classics are necessarily cozy or family dynamic or even necessarily friendly. I've met a lot of aggressive classics, which kind oh, of blows my yeah. mind. I also feel like a classic just asked to be annotated. And mine was a library book, so I couldn't do it, which is we'll get into it, but I'm not entirely sure what happens in my book. To be so, fair, I dog-eared a lot of stuff, so I think that your assessment okay. as far as annotations is correct, because that's okay, basically good. where I would have annotated. Yeah. Is that the schooling in us? Is that just the education? Probably. Is that I the took, college? I took, I took pre-AP. Did you, were you an EP student? AP? I did do AP, yes. Yeah, I, I quit junior like, year, but I did, I did have to do that, so probably. All right. American well, at least school in Washington, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> At least we're on the same page. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I have a hard time kind of like doing assessments. Like I feel like the like whenever I read something that's like I'm doing it in quotes, but like a classic. Like I feel like I need to be doing some sort of like analysis while I'm reading it, and I think yeah. that's part of like just having gone to school, like even high school, like just AP classes. Like you're right, that's totally exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time with doing classics when we do this podcast because that's how I feel like I should be treating it is like very academic yeah, but which I don't um, have the I try not to do that desire like, I don't want to I already have to do with like my t- other textbooks that I'm currently yeah. reading I don't want to do that with my fun books it's not as enjoyable and, and like how do my I annotate purpose, it audible yes that's a huge issue for me yeah but like my entire purpose of doing this podcast was like I didn't want it to be like like school but I feel like that's kind of what I fall back on whenever we do stuff like this so I tried really hard not to do that but I did take notes along the way anyways I'm very excited for our classics because I have no idea what you pick so it'll be a surprise for all of us yeah 
<laughs> I at least but, know what uh, you picked, but I don't know what it's about. So you do. Um, so I was actually going to do some more research behind mine, but I didn't end up having time. But I did it. Um, Franny and Zooey by J.D. Salinger. Apparently, there's like a it's like a docu series. When it's two O's, it's like Zooey Deschanel. Oh, I've said it two as Zooey the whole Zooey. time in my head. Oh, I thought that too. And then my boyfriend said Zooey and I was like, oh my God, you're totally right. It is Zooey. Because I was saying it Zoe because I actually picked this book because I watched a show on Netflix that's like uh, Carrie Pilby. So she's like a genius and she reads this book. It's like a whole thing where she's like trying to get this book back from an ex. Anyways, my point is it was mentioned a few times in a few different shows that I watched. And so I was like, well, I'm kind of interested and now I really need to know what this book is about. And I will say super quick plug, the mini that I I read mentions this book in it so <gasps> see it's yeah. like a very well-known it's, book yeah, i felt like it was missing places. out yeah yes i'm glad that you've read it and you'll just tell me about it and then i don't have to read another class and then you're while. you're good to go yeah um <clears throat> so yeah i did franny and zooey by jd salinger fun fact zooey's real name is zachary oh so is zooey short for zachary i have questions must be yeah i guess so Huh. It must be, but I never thought about Zooey being short for anything. I like it, though. It's fun and I different. I kind of like not... it. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> Like, action. I almost like it more. Like, is that weird? Like, I almost like it more yeah, knowing it's, it's short di- for Zachary. Because it's different. It's not like, it's probably like the first person who was named Richard who wanted to go by Dick because it was different. And now we're like, why, honey, why? But it's different, and I like it. Hey, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one that felt that way. I just like, I don't know. I had some reservations when I first saw that in this book. and I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And then I kind of loved it. So it worked out. Anyways, I did Franny and Zooey by J.D. Salinger. And I wanted to watch the J.D. Salinger. Like there's like a docu-series. Apparently I've heard there are some things about J.D. Salinger, but I don't know much about him. So let's take that all with a grain of salt because I literally know nothing about him. Maybe we'll get into like talking about authors at one point, but um, I've heard there there is a very interesting docuseries and I guess he's kind of controversial. Um, Anyways, Franny and Zooey is very much a family story. (laughs) It's about like family and love and coming of age and education and celebrities like there's so much going on in this book so this book is divvied up into two separate parts we have a franny part and we have a zooey part the zooey part is like two-thirds maybe three-quarters of the book honestly um and then the franny part is the very beginning and so like you basically kick off the story learning about franny and so franny um is a former child celebrity basically her and her six siblings so there are seven of them in total are very popular on this radio show called it's a wise child so apparently in like there was like 15 years because of there being seven of them in which this radio show was occurring and there was always at least one of the glass children that's the last name glass um on the radio show so like usually there was like two to three of them at a time and so like everyone in the country kind of knows like who the glass children are like they're known to be kind of prodigies and a wise child is basically like it's like jeopardy kind of but for children and on the radio where they ask them obscure questions and they have to know the answers to it or so like a, are you smarter than a fifth grader yes exactly like that so her whole family is like exhibited on this right and like it's like their claim to fame is like 
every single one of the children in our family has been on this program. We're all very smart. We're all very, like, we go to college and we have big aspirations and, like, that kind of thing, right? And this is set in what year? It's probably, I don't know exactly. It's, I think it's the 50s. I think it's 55, okay. if so I recall. So it is actually for all of them to go to college. Like, that is kind of it's, like a... Exactly. Yeah. So it's like the 50s, especially because they have one girl, Franny. So she's the only girl of the seven children. Wait, okay. no, there's one more girl, Boo-Boo. They don't talk about her a lot well, because they don't Boo-Boo. talk about, I know, isn't it cute, right? Anyways, so the first section is a Franny section. So you kind of get to know Franny a little bit because she's basically the center of the story. So while there are seven glass children, Franny and Zooey are the basis of this entire story because they're who this focus is around. So the first section, Franny is going to meet with like her college boyfriend. And like, I think it's really interesting the way that um, J.D. Salinger kind of shows that relationship in which like, so Franny seems kind of bored. Like, the boyfriend is always, like, when they're talking about the boyfriend's perspective, because there's a narrator, it isn't one of the characters narrating it necessarily, at least in this first section. Yeah, so it's not, like, from Franny's perspective. It's just, like, looking at them from a third-person point of view. Um, So, like, in the Franny section, like, it kind of talks about, like, it's mostly based around her relationship with this boy. So Franny is about 20 years old. She is going to see her collegiate college boyfriend and he and her are going to go watch like a football game from like the college bar or whatever that's like known for drinking and not necessarily for like being a great first date place like they literally talk about this how like it's <laughs> basically like if you're going to show up you're going to maybe order a salad and probably not the salad just a cosmo like <laughs> i think that's really funny i i mean right that's my kind of bar too so um but like franny and this boy lane like they have a very aggressive relationship. I know he, they're, like, over 18, so I'm calling him a boy. But, like, if you're under 25, you're a fucking boy. Like, <laughs> um, so, like, they have this, like, kind of aggressive relationship in which, like, they're both looking at each other for the wrong reasons, right? So, like, he's looking at Franny like, oh, well, you're different and you're unique and you were almost a celebrity and you don't have just, like, the – the, the plaid skirt and knit sweaters of all of the other girls in my Ivy League town, like that kind of thing. Like that's how he sees her. And for her, it's like an expectation. It's like, well, I'm supposed to marry like this guy that's of this specific caliber who's supposed to do this specific thing, but everything that he does really irritates me. And she's like, she basically spends her entire like time with him in this first quarter um like kind of picking at him right and i'm like i don't even know if you guys like each other like i'm not really sure what the deal is here and like she says together because you are right and she says like a few times that like she's kind of in a bad mood and so you kind of think like maybe something's going on with franny like you don't really know you know Mm -hmm. but it's very clear that like they don't communicate very well like they don't have very kind conversations with each other like she definitely is kind of focusing on the fact that like she thinks he's a bit of an egomaniac and like overly self-obsessed and like then she starts talking about how she feels like her college professors are like that and she's very like cynical like that's definitely how I would describe Franny and she also faints she faints like first day she just faints and that's how they end the first chapter is like she just faints (laughs) and so it just basically like they kind of kick the book off with like clearly Franny has some questions about some things that she's going through and we're not really sure how to deal with it we're not really sure like it's clearly not necessarily about her relationship but has to do with like her past and like she's been carrying around this like little book that's like kind of religious and so they're like well what's going on here and she's like kind of like 
like sidesteps questions about it but then it's it's kind of a weird thing i don't know i do think that there are a lot of religious undertones for this book um that kind of come with like coming of age like there's a lot of things that have to do with like what your parents expect of you how your siblings see you how you should be treating the world and then like spiritual awakening so i would say there's a huge portion of spiritual undertones in this because in the first half other than like the i don't remember the name of the book but it's like a little pilgrim or something she's like carrying around this tiny book that her boyfriend asks her about and like that had all that like kind of religious stuff in it um like, that's very clearly, like, where she kind of gets this idea to, like, kind of start moving forward. But they don't really talk about it that much in the first part. But obviously, Franny's going through something, right? Clearly. First part. Franny's having a day. Oh, poor Franny. Been there. Poor Franny. She's 20, so, you know, yeah. there, oh, every I, day is a day. Just about, at least 90% of them are days. 90% so. of the days are horrible days. So, so we move on to part two. And part two um, is focused around Zooey. And, like, kind of how he's basically helping guide Franny, but it also has to do with, like, how he is dealing with being an adult. So, Zooey is about 26, 25, and, uh, like, I, it seems like he still lives at home. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he still lives at home. Okay. And so, like, his parents are around all the time. They're always asking him questions about, like, well, why aren't you married? Well, why aren't you getting your PhD and all of this stuff, right? Oh, and so, like... They were child celebrities, right? And he mm -hmm. wants to be an actor. So oh, I think that the thing with this book is that it does deal, like I was kind of looking into it because I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not great at literature analysis. It's not my forte. So I did do some research into this book because I was like, well, how do people see this? And I definitely could see like all the things that they're talking about in this, how it's very much like coming of age and like how like, so Franny gets kind of pulled in with this book that she's listening to or reading, I guess. I'm not listening to. I'm a listener. <laughs> she reads. Well, 1950s. She's probably not listening it's to the it 50s. unless someone's reading it to she her. She reads. <laughs> but like a lot of it is just like how you treat other people and like basically how like you can't like be part of like religion and Christ without like loving humanity and Franny, the way she's trying to do it is basically like, well, I hate humanity because they're not good enough and I have very high expectations. So I'm just going to go pray instead. And so like basically this entire second half is like kind of Zooey kind of assessing how he's trying to deal with his adult life. Like his mom's pushing him to get married and get his PhD, but all he wants to do is act, but he does have his master. So like he has some education to fall back on. Um, but, uh, Franny comes home at 20 and basically completely falls apart, spends like two weeks on the couch, like won't eat anything. Oh, and geez. like, he knows that she's read this like book and like, so this book apparently she found on her brother. So they have their seven siblings, right? Her, the eldest sibling committed suicide at one point. Um, and so it's really interesting that I think this book really focuses on like, as like religion and family dynamics, like truly, and like how like the things that you experience as a child and the things that you see really influence the way that like you kind of proceed in life. Um, and so like there's a lot of times where Franny, like while she's kind of like cycling and not really sure like what to do because she feels that like ego and like the pursuit of treasure is like the root of all evil, but at the same time, like she's pursuing some sort of spiritual treasure, which in and of itself is also treasure, you know. So like she's having a hard time trying to figure it out. And like all she wants to do is talk to Seymour, who was the brother who committed suicide, but like Zooey can't give that to her, you know, like he can't he can't give her that. And so he does like 
some other things to basically try to like give her that kind of support and like so it's really interesting like family dynamic like their mom is very much like you can kind of see her pathway from like being like a supportive stage mother to like not really sure to how her adult children are adapting to real life and wanting to make sure that they are successful and not wanting them to pursue acting like i i thought that this book had a lot of really strong elements um the pros for this book was that i think that the family dynamic was spot on i think that a lot of the like the weird intricacies were spot on i thought it was really interesting to see the way that like each of these characters kind of developed um throughout the book and the way they interacted with each other considering they had such a like tumultuous family dynamic Mm -hmm. um cons being it's a classic like (laughs) jd salinger is very um cyclical in the way that he writes and i think that i wanted to reread it because you understand it better and i think that that's just something that kind of comes with classics because of the way that they write it and the way that they lay it out and i think it's just more of a formal way of speaking than we currently like do on the regular um because like literally i was going through the last the last uh, part of Zooey's section and I was flipping back to Franny's because I was like oh okay but how did she see that so like I thought that that was really cool the way that J.D. Salinger kind of like built it on top of each other but also did a really like realistic like um, coming of age like religious spiritualism along with like education and how like child celebrities deal with like their parent pressure and like their current like their past like there's huge like variety of emotions and like things that kind of took place in this book and so i thought that was really well done i'm curious to see what that jd salinger like docuseries is like because i've heard he's kind of a creep oh that's not good i don't know for sure i don't know i've heard that yeah (laughs) but i guess we'll see but zooey and franny has mentioned a lot in pop culture like current that's why i started reading it and i think that that makes sense because it's definitely a coming of age book and like how to decide like what you want to do faced with like the pressure from your parents and your siblings and like that pressure from even a dead sibling like franny had a really hard time like figuring out like well how do i be perfect like seymour was perfect like i'm doing that in quotes but like seymour was perfect but seymour also like crumbled with the pressure you know mm-hmm. like yeah. how do you well, deal with all these things there's so much to this book so how many like little religious-ish books out of five will you give it we'll call it little pilgrim books because that's okay. something to do with the title um i probably give it like four okay I thought it was pretty good, but there, my only question mark is just the fact that, like, I felt like there was a point where I had to circle back, like, as far as my reading, like, I would read some stuff, and I felt like I needed to go back and see how Franny had, like, interpreted things in that first section, because it made more sense that way, so I do feel like this is one of those books that, like, as you read it over and over again, it probably has a more, more of an impact and makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. So I could see reading it again, honestly, to get, like, like, to kind of comprehend more, like, the message is being sent. Yeah. Well, that's so my book, Griff, going to jump in. Also, feel like I would need to reread it to know what the hell is going on. Like, do you remember when I read Catch 22 and I was like, I don't really know what happened, everyone here. Sorry. Classics uh, th- problems. This is where I am. So I read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. I think that's how you say his first name. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it has an HBO series. I think it's HBO. Pretty sure it's HBO. Exciting. Anyway, they got turned into a TV series. I started the series, not reading the book, and went, oh, no. oh this isn't for me. So I don't really know why I read the book, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Basically, I Googled, like, all the classics you need to read in your life. Meh. 
Um, this one popped up and is based on a utopia, which is like a, you know, dystopian, only it's better. So that's why I picked it. I mean, yeah. I have my second one picked up for when you make me read a classic again in a year, but I'll be ready then. But either way, so this one is like odd. Okay, so just kind of most of my explaining this book to you was just going to be setting the scene on where we are in our lives now. So I have no idea what year it is. I think he wrote this book like 70 years ago. I have no idea. But either way. Uh, like there was this nine-year war that happened and after the war and so the main part of the book is set somewhere in like the UK or something like that Um, but after this like nine-year war basically this government group of people agency whatever um, figured out that the reason that it happened is because people have like choices and they're sad and they make weird choices but we can fix that and then all this science came up where basically um, they figured out how to produce humans without like women having to carry a fetus for nine months i mean that's so, like my dream but not in, not maybe well maybe this is not like dream. this we'll find out maybe it is i don't know i'm already um, scared but so basically their entire kind of thought process here is like everyone belongs to everybody uh monogamy ew gross who is she never heard of her like that's a bad word we don't say things like that like you sleep with whoever you want but like you can't sleep with whoever you want if whoever you want is only one person because everyone belongs to everyone and there's like random orgies on like holidays or something so it's like living in a cult in which everyone just does whatever yeah but it's a cult that's the entire country maybe continent question mark so it's like as if cults took over the world yeah but not the entire world because there's still um savage areas so we'll get to that though so either way so oh, how we're gonna have it is so they savage out, areas i.e monogamous areas yeah pretty much so they basically figured Wild. out how to like make test two babies but like super make them so you so they can make them so that way there's like an alpha and so and i pick gender that's all i care about um no because you just become a thing like nobody claims you don't have a parent you don't have like um you any, gender like, well they do so they're they have how it works so you have like your males and your females but then you have this like non-ish one which i can't remember what it's exactly called but basically the non-type people can't reproduce like they're sterile like they've Mm. made them sterile um interesting yeah but like you're not like picking you're not being like oh i would like a a little boy baby because like ew moms dads gross we don't like those like no you're brought up in like the government and then you just go become a person in the world so you just get a non-binary baby that just gets sent you don't out get a baby. into the yeah that's just the baby becomes an adult and is you don't, run get a baby? And like, you don't need a baby babies are icky why would you want a baby i'm upset because i'd like a forever baby <laughs> no there are no forever babies we don't have those so like so like literally it's like um so you're an alpha so we're making alphas and so we make okay. these alpha babies and they turn into alpha toddlers who are alpha teenagers who are alpha adults and they get to go but you don't raise them no the government quote unquote raises them so like how it works oh. and this is for all so there's alphas and there's uh plus and minus alphas and then you have plus and minus betas and then there's uh gammas espions and i oh deltas so i think it goes alpha beta delta gamma espion um 
And so Avi alphas are like the best because you know they're alphas. Babies are like still pretty okay. Like they get a work. Second, they get a work like helping grow these test two babies. Uh, Deltas, I don't really know what they do. They have to wear a boring drab color, maybe khaki. I think. Yeah, they wear khaki. Um, and then your gammas wear green, and they do like even more menial, boring tasks. And then your espions have to wear black. Ew. Mm. Gross. I um, only wear black, so I guess I, that's my category. Yeah. Um, and so as what's happening is that, like, they're creating these test tube babies that turn into real-life babies. Um, and they are, for hours a day, weeks a day, a lifetime, like, years, basically, putting this, like, there's, like, this voice on repeat being, like, I'm so happy I'm a beta. Alphas have to make such hard decisions. I'm like, in happy their heads? I don't... Uh, so they play it on like a CD, basically, or like a tape deck over and over and over while these little baby children sleep. Um, and it goes all the way up through to their adulthood and it like is changing. And so it's like throughout the book, like one of the guys who he's a, I think he's an like alpha it. plus. He might be an alpha minus. I don't remember, but he's an alpha either way. But And he works in like the baby creating place, which has a name and I can't remember what it's called. But The baby creating place is my favorite uh, name for But it. like somebody will be, somebody will like, mumble one of these sayings that like they always say like like one of them is like um oh my gosh i can't remember there's so many of them like a soma day basically a soma day keeps the doctor away but like way more clever and soma is what is like this drug that they take that just puts them in like a fun happy place pretty sure it's like ecstasy or something um but either way uh, so how they make it so that way so like they condition all of these groups to accept their position so how they basically condition like the epsion which are like the lowest ca- class people is that they deprive the embryo of oxygen like they give the embryo like 70 percent oxygen or something for x amount of time to make sure that their brain develops at a slower rate than anybody else so that way they can like control them but they're happy being epsilon because they don't know any better and so it's fine and like story of everything ever well they didn't know any better yeah (laughs) and like exactly and so you're just like sitting here like and like you learn this like randomly throughout the book so like you learn pretty much everything that i said and probably like the first like eighth of the book because the book's kind of important background information the book kind of opens up and a tour is going on of these like alpha children who are being taken on a tour by the director of this place or whatever and so like i said everyone belongs to everyone so we're all supposed to be having sex with everybody and doing all these things and so children this is going to get gross if you don't like children and sex words skip 30 seconds there's a fun game called find the zipper and so young children get to start experimenting and finding zipper but i will say that this is at least at least as far as the book goes it sticks in age clumps so like three-year-olds and three-year-olds seven-year-olds and seven like it's not still a disgusting task i don't care like if you're a three-year-old and you're looking for another three-year-old zipper there's a problem yeah it's still it's still very gross it's like experimenting which like i get like does happen like who did you say wrote this book uh aldous huxley i think that's how you say his name a-l-d-o-u-s i say we're not friends we're not friends. no i don't know that i want to be friends with him like eh, pass um and, like, I know, like, it kind of happens on, like, a normal level, like, at some point in time in, like, normal people things. Like, you figure out that, like, I have this part and boys have that part. Why? And, like, people ask their parents and parents have to either, like, call them penises and vaginas or make up fun words. So, like, my friend had a random collection of books on a bookshelf and that's how I found out. 
Well, there you go. See, you have to learn. I don't know how I, I think I learned in school when they taught us. Pretty sure that was how I learned it the first time. My friend had a where babies come from books. Ew, that would terrify me. And you still want to have one of the things that come from the places. It was intriguing because I was like, no one's told me these things. I'm learning. But either way, so that's kind of how it is to start. The book kind of like starts. So you like learn all these things about what kind of like place you're in. Because basically after this like nine year war, that is how like UK, Europe, whatever space we're in. That's how they like decided to recover and how they're thriving. Um and so, but you kind of come in and there's this one gal, I think her name's Lena. I'm pretty sure she's a beta. I don't know that it ever specifically says, but she's going to go see this guy again. And I can't remember his name. He's really not that important. So like, if you get attached to him when you're reading the book, sorry, he becomes much less important. But it's like, she's like pretty much only seeing him. And like one of her buddies is like, wow, that's like a lot. Like everyone belongs to everyone, Lena. Like, man, she's like, well, I guess it's like, Bernard guy he asked me maybe I could like get onto him so Bernard is an alpha plus but something kind of went awry in his breeding and he's much oh, no. smaller than an alpha plus should be he's like a midget alpha plus oh my god that's a he's, not pc word please don't display that I'm very sorry someone want, with dwarfism I'll say you want to re-say it so he is someone who with dwarfism who was an alpha plus is that what i'm supposed to understand um, no so like uh he's like 511 maybe six foot versus six four. Oh, just shorter than the average okay yeah. i yeah. thought we meant like very true like no smaller person no there are no in this europe there are no smaller people there are no people with dwarfism or anything that because they can make this happen like don't get me wrong okay, that makes sense are quote unquote smaller than the average like they're probably like five six ish you know because they ha- they still have to be able to clean up but it's not like a like a full-on dwarfism issue yeah. i thought maybe yeah. there was like a whole thing no they got rid of all of that any like quote unquote bad gene that you might not want like and i'm pretty okay. sure they all have like 2020 vision maybe they all so, have straight teeth well probably not let this is me being judgmental i don't know that's bad. a genetic mutation though is the thing no. i think but that's vision vision would be though right like you could do that so i would think that vision would count as a genetic mutation so yeah they would basically handle anything that was a genetic mutation yeah, because which... it's gonna it would cost the society money if i had to give you glasses so that's why we're gonna that's take that tr- away i mean that's how what universal health care works so yeah yeah exactly so lena has decided that like yeah she needs to like go on this date thing with this bernard guy and he asked her to go to a savage reservation that was the word why did i struggle on that a savage reservation in new mexico and they're in like england somewhere and so I just don't like the word savage it just makes me sing the song savage from pocahontas in my brain yeah and that's pretty much what they think of these people and you were right when you said that like the savage people like they believe in monogamy what they have babies ew mom ew like mother father ew gross like those are like literally things that like these people are like so like lena and bernard and they they kind of go as like it's like a tourist attraction to go to a savage reservation and so like they're there kind of with some of the other people here and bernard works like really high up in this people that make the test two babies i really wish i could remember their name but i'm sorry it's long gone from okay brain. you did your best it's been a long week anyways um so he got like a permit to go there like that's why so they're getting like extra special treatment and so um they meet this savage named john and his mom is named linda but 
what happened to poor little Linda, and this is like the tiniest spoiler, but you literally learn it in the first, first quarter of the book, so I'm going to sell it anyway. Linda used to live in like the UK area. Like she knew what? all of, she lived, she loved her Soma. She like was a thing, like everyone belongs to everybody, da, 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 da. But when she was visiting one time, so she ended up pregnant, which you're not supposed to be able to get pregnant at all. Like there's like, it's like a genetic thing, right? Like don't they have like control over that? So you so they do so there's one or two so there's the male female and then there's the third one who is sterile but if you are a female you still technically can get pregnant but they basically have all of these things like built into your like you're like every single day i get up and i do this thing and it stops me from getting pregnant and like they've been like hammering this in your head since you were 12 so you go and you do it like i don't know what it is it has an initials or something but they do all these things and like that sounds super convenient, though. Could you imagine just being like, I got up and did 10 jumping jacks. Now I can't get pregnant. Oh, sign me up. That sounds so much better than having something shipped in my arm. sounds like an ideal situation. Shoved other places that I don't want to say on a podcast, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Either way, so like Linda, uh, apparently her thing, fa- her jumping jacks failed, basically. And so she got pregnant and somehow oh, she, no. got, she got like left behind at the reservation i don't re- there was like an accident or something i don't remember it's not super important i don't think but either way lena and bernard are there and bernard like gets special permission to bring john and linda back and so then the basically the rest of the book in like linda's like aged because that's the other thing is that in the brave new world that is this brand new europe you don't age so like you stay young like you will die of quote-unquote old age but you're oh my pro- god could i not age how do i get on board is there like a list or Ah, uh, yeah, probably. I'll see. I think I have a, li- a link. I'll probably send it to you. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you're fine. Um, but so, like, you don't eat. You just, like, die at probably, like, 120, 150, maybe, versus 80 or something like that. Um, but you don't necessarily know that you're dying because you have Soma, which is, like, that fun ecstasy drug. So you're just happy all the time. Um, but, yeah. So she's, like, obviously super stoked to come back. And then her son john who like she refuses to call him son because like she's not ever supposed to get pregnant or anything so basically the entire rest of the book is kind of people like wanting to interact with the savage and learn from him then it's weird and like i don't really know what the point of the story was or what necessarily happened like i think the point of the story because it's a classic it's supposed to teach us stuff is like utopia bad don't change i don't really know i am so like i read it i probably should have actually annotated it i think it's gonna take it would take like four more reads so like the other thing about classics require notes remember it's okay the other thing about this author so at one point like early on in the story and this is like early early like chapter two early is that there are four conversations going on and randomly you get one line of each separate conversation so it'll be like yeah no mary and i we were gonna like go grab some smoothies oh my gosh those this quarter's numbers are so terrible little johnny penis pants and you're just like reading this whole thing like what in the world is freaking happening i am so confused i could maybe follow it but i wasn't super clear but yeah so i don't really know what happened it's kind of like how I felt about Catch-22, where I was like, it was good, but my brain hurt. So for that reason, I'm giving it three and a half stars 
I have decided. Only three and a half? I guess it's kind of yeah. fair, though. Because, like, I don't feel like it earned four. I was too confused. It hurt my brain too much for four. There was way too much. At some point, I had to switch to audio because I was just going to run out of time. Audio didn't help. Audio made it worse. Probably not great that I listened at, like, 1.8 speed. But... Oh my god, 1.8? I never do 1.8. 1.6 is my top. Oh, I got up there. It worked, though. I hate it. Once I, I tried two, much too fast. Much too fast. 1.8 depends was- on their accent, for sure. Yeah, and that was the thing, is that it was like a British accent, and like, it's, it still kind of worked because the story was kind of weird, but I think if it was something where like, I could actually take the time, that's the thing, is I have a lot going on right now. If I could actually take the time and sit down and truly read it and take notes and give the book what it deserved, it would probably have hit four and a quarter. But it's that's fair. It's not like a it's not a book of for just oh I just want to read a thing. But I liked the utopia. It was different than my normal dystopian where the world's gone to shit. Like the people in this brave new world that weren't in the you know they seemed happy. Like I liked there was a lot of science. That was the other part is that there was a lot of like sciencey type talk. That was kind of confusing and kind of hard to follow. Like when they're talking about like how it is that they like make an Epsion, like have like 70% oxygen. Like they'll explain the science of it to you about nice. how they, they inject them with the, this thingy, my bubber, zero, two, nine, one. Nah, and you're just like. Whenever yeah. the books are like, here's the science behind it. I'm like, I skipped two pages. Yeah. And you're like, and I'm <laughs> scrolling and I, oh, okay, here we are. So that's kind of why I'm dropping them off a little bit, but. Either way, I do think it would be worth, if you're looking for a classic, I do think it was good. I, I'm, I like being able to say, hey, I read Brave New World, hair flip. Like, meh, did you? Who cares? But either way. Solid go. pick. Okay. I feel like my big thing about the classics, honestly, is like sometimes I just like the bragging rights. Like, yeah, I exactly. read that by J.D. Salinger. Oh, like, that one. That's how I felt about like Catch-22. Everyone kept being like, have you read it? And I'm like, now you'd be like, yes, I have. Like, have you read Fahrenheit 451? Oh, I have. <laughs> That's how I feel about them too. But like, honestly, it's kind of nice because like usually when we read classics, like they were written like 20 to 30 years ago. So like yeah. there's and- that, like it's a whole different like historical perspective as well as like how they write is different like the language that they write is very and different. i will say about brave new world is that like i'm pretty sure he wrote it in like the 60s or something but like the science could still happen like this is something right. that, like this could actually we could have the nine-year war like his like thing is like i was just like it could <coughs> happen i would hope it wouldn't but it still totally could like isn't that why they're classics is like yeah. is because they're supposed to be applicable across generations across different like genres exactly so many things and like i kind of love that about classics so i'm super stoked that we did that i feel like christmas is the time for classics i guess holidays i'm sorry i celebrate christmas it makes it hard to say holiday but the the general holiday holiday season it can become a thing we'll do it again next year 100 i love it i think the holidays are the time for classics honestly that's usually like when i feel like the need to read a classic i feel like Maybe it just has to do with like the whole Christmas vibe. I, don't know I mean, I watched Rudolph, need, but... and that's from like the fifties. You know what that's I mean? True. Like, there's so much that I watched that's been like do, because of tradition. Maybe I that's do like why. claymation, so that's from the fifties. Love me some claymation. Yeah. Um, I was thinking I'm gonna throw this out here. We haven't even talked about it. Next book, I want to do a New Year's book again. I know I made you do it last year, but I have a. <gasps> New Year's I'm book. so bad at New Year's books. Okay, I'll try. I will yeah. do my best to pick it. I already it. have one sitting on my shelf, which is why I'm making you pick it. But you made me read a classic, so here we are. 
I guess that's fair. I just had wanted to read this one because like I said, I watched a few movies that mentioned it. So I was like, it's time. Cause yes. I was tired of being out of the loop. I hate being out of the loop. Yeah. Would you have no, you're like, I don't get your reference. Yeah. But it anyways, makes me feel really uneducated, honestly. It does. I don't get a reference. <laughs> I don't appreciate it at all. It's not true, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we got them college degrees. But I have paper. Social media is going to throw those out. Uh, Instagram, isn't it past your bedtime? And Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. If you want to follow along, uh, you know, see what we're reading on the Instagram. Sometimes I throw out books that I read that we don't talk about. So like, She's good about that. Ideas, I'm not. One day she'll add up. She'll you know she'll step up. It'll Someday be someday I'll step up. Okay, I swear. Yeah. We also have a website, isn't it past your bedtime.com? And one day there's a blog section that will be filled with things. We've been telling y'all this for I have so many time. ideas though, is the thing. And then I get like <laughs> nervous to write anything down. I'm like, what if everyone hates it and then no, I don't write anything? But I guess love it's us, better than writing so nothing. They love us. They would like it. It'd be fine. Even they if won't it's just be the moms, even if it's just the mom's group. Moms love us. We know that. Your mom uh, listens, right? Because uh, I'm out of the mom's group. I'm <laughs> uh, pretty sure she does. I'll, I'll verify when I see her this verify. holiday season. I'll just, <laughs> even if she just makes it play just to get the count. I don't care. I'll that's take it. Mom, that's what moms are for. Um, oh, and I guess the last one is Gmail. If you have lots of thoughts, if you love the classics that we were like, meh, about, if you can explain to me what in the world happened in Give Brave some New info. World, please let us know. Uh, isn't it past your bedtime at gmail.com. And we will talk at all of y'all later. Don't forget about the minis this month. Ayo. Bye, everyone. Bye.